Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and today is Sunday, May 8th, 2022. It has been kind of a just a low-key day for me. Did not get nearly as much done as I wanted to. Part of that was just because I got up super late. Part of it being Mother's Day, I kind of spent a lot of time with the family, spent a lot of time with my mom and her side of the family. We got together with them, which was good. Um, really good way to kind of relax my mind a little bit and kind of take a break off of reselling. I think that's so much of the time it feels like I'm constantly going and reselling and whether or not it's super productive to be that way, I'm still trying to figure out. But like it feels like almost every day I am doing reselling for majority of the day. And so it's kind of frustrating sometimes. I think sometimes it may be a good idea to take a small break and relax. And I do that with lifting and and working out each day and stuff like that. But I think that it may be beneficial to maybe schedule some time in the week just doing something fun because I do feel more refreshed when I get back from doing something fun and I feel more energized to like go back and get back to work. So that was good. Played a lot of Nerf with my little cousins. So it was just an overall good day and then came home, got some research done for Amazon, got some shipping done for some eBay sales, really just trying to figure out what I want to do with my business and I've talked a lot about doing replens. That's kind of where I'm looking at going with my business and doing a lot of Amazon. So just trying to quickly learn as much as I can, trying to soak up as much information and be just like a sponge where I can really bring in and absorb as much info that's out there as possible and try and filter out the bad stuff and keep the good stuff, stuff that's reliable, stuff that makes sense and try and use that to my advantage. So what I've been working at today and not really too much else outside of that. I did schedule my week. I think that's big. That's just one thing that helps me be productive throughout the week is really trying to schedule out your week ahead of time. That's been something that's been instrumental for me in getting more done is looking at my week saying, what do I want to get done this week? What are my objectives for the week? What are things that I think would be good out of the assignments list that I have for myself to do? Put those in the objectives as well. Give those a certain date and then hopefully things don't go haywire. But in just talking to a couple of people, I was talking to one of the guys that leads the group GFNF that I'm in, and he's kind of like one of the ones who actually runs most of the stuff behind the scenes, and I guess on the front of the scenes too, but he was saying that it's very hard because just the day-to-day is so messy with reselling. I think that's part of the case, and that's kind of why I want to move more towards replens, just because I do believe that there is a higher opportunity for us to really be able to sell as resellers in a more consistent basis doing the replens model versus doing just this one-off retail arbitrage online arbitrage model it's similar because it's still an arbitrage and it's still retail or online arbitrage but it's more consistent being that the profits are probably lower in the most case but you're able to get more of the items and you're able to buy a consistent amount of items each month until obviously too many sellers jump on the replenishable or something happens where it's no longer profitable. Maybe the price goes up. Maybe the company stops making it so you can't get it anymore. There's different things that can go wrong. But for the most part, you got an item that'll probably make you some money for at least two, three months until things go haywire. And even at that, sometimes they last a lot longer than that. So this is what I'm trying to move towards, something that's more consistent. And it's obviously a little bit of a halt for some of my reselling numbers. It looks like it's going to be changing things. And I think that they'll be able to go up with time but it obviously changing from one model to another model in the middle of the year is kind of a shock to a business. And I think that it's something that needs to be done. Sometimes you kind of got to just pull that ripcord and say, you know what, I need to go into something else. And it's something that I did put a lot of thought into as well. I think that 
that's one thing that people, either resellers or entrepreneurs, kind of dive into headfirst, new opportunities that they see and new shiny things. And a lot of the time that's good to dive into things headfirst research-wise, but maybe not necessarily move your entire business into stuff without really looking into it. And I think that so much of the time I've heard people say that they have shiny object syndrome, where you see one thing that looks really interesting, you go for it, and then you see something else that looks interesting, you go for it, and you never really establish a real business. And the problem is, I don't see a real business with eBay, at least not with eBay as the way I was doing it. I think that you can make a phenomenal real business on eBay selling consistently if you have wholesale suppliers of clothing, if you have wholesale suppliers of different things. But if you're just selling one-offs or you're selling retail arbitrage, I don't think that's a really consistent model of business once you start to get past, I don't know, dollars $500,000 of sales. It seems like it's a really tough model to scale past that. And unless you're getting huge, consistent sellers for yourself, you're going to have a really tough time scaling that because just the amount of of brain power it's going to take for you to focus and pay attention to so many different variables that are out there what which items are selling where you can get them how you can get them and then if you want to make sure you're doing it legitimate you have to be able to buy them in bulk and be able to buy them from the source it's a very tough thing to do if you're trying to do retail arbitrage because typically you're just buying it at a Walmart or Target. You're buying it one or two at a time. Maybe you're getting 10. I mean, there was a, the Gabby Dollhouses I bought. I think I ended up getting like 60 or 80 of those things. And they just like absolutely crushed those. And just from one supplier. And so that was something that was very good and, and something that I got a ton on one invoice for. But that's not the norm, right? A lot of us know this. The norm is somewhere between one and 10 of an item before it's really hard to get. And then you really have to be on top of things. If you really want to be ahead of things, you can get more, but you're going to be driving to a lot of different stores and picking up a lot of items. And now you have all these receipts. And is eBay going to accept that receipt from TJ Maxx or Marshalls? Let's say you sold 100 of an item. Is, is eBay going to accept that receipt as a legitimate invoice? Probably not. I, I would venture to say that that's probably not a reliable invoice that you could provide them that they would feel is is good, but they may. I, I just, I, I don't know. And so the other part is that's difficult and that's not really a business unless you're hiring that out unless you're going to hire somebody to drive around and pick up items for you and do the sourcing it's not a real business and so you kind of fall into this weird path where it's like okay now what do I do what 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 is my business looking like and so for me I do see that it's a much more scalable business for me to start doing more of a replens model on Amazon and the fact that I can do it from really anywhere I've heard a lot of people talking about how they do their their business from anywhere that they want to if they go on vacation they can still run it if they're doing things from their house they can run it a lot of people even ship stuff like i've said before to prep centers where they're not even touching product product goes from wherever they're buying it from directly to a prep center and then to amazon they're not touching the product at all so really if you can build a business like that you're not even touching product and at that point you can really do the business from anywhere anytime you want to however long you want to you can hire that out that's super scalable because the only thing holding you back is the prep center. That's your real that's your real bottleneck because everything else can be hired out at that point. And even at that, you can get another prep center. But like you're really reliant on how many leads you can find in the prep center if you're doing a model like that. I think that's a really good idea, something that I would maybe move towards or building a prep center myself. I think that's another very good model of business because then you can bring another, you would be able to essentially pack your own items for a low cost and then you would also be able to pack other people's items and be paid to do so. So you'd be able to pay off the worker salaries, you'd be able to pay off your warehouse, you'd be able to pay off all this stuff just for being able to pack and prep people's inventory, which 
it comes with a lot more nuance than that, I would imagine, because it's another business and just more stuff. But really, a lot of businesses get really big by building businesses around things that they need and building out the services to be businesses for other people. And so you'll see companies that'll build a a business around some sort of bottleneck that they needed to fill. And so for me, it would be, hey, I'm getting a bunch of replenishables in. I could either outsource this to a prep center or I could build a prep center myself and have people full-time prepping for me. And then I could start to outsource that where I could pay for or I could have other people pay to have my employees prep their products for them. And then I could hire a couple more employees and now I'm generating money with more than just my inventory. I'm generating money for my business by prepping other people's orders and still using the space that's allotted with the warehouse. Because I don't know if a lot of you have thought about this, but like a warehouse is a pretty big type of rental for a lot of people and usually they're not that cheap they're usually pretty expensive and especially depending on where you're located they can vary in cost up or down but if you have all this extra space you might as well use it and if you can hire out and build a prep center there that would be another source of income and I think I heard back either with Dave Ramsey or maybe it was Robert Kiyosaki it was somebody it was somebody talking about how millionaires have several streams of income and I think the magic number was maybe like seven or eight so that would be another stream of income that isn't just like some random kind of like business out there that that you maybe like you have an Etsy shop and you make notebooks or something you sell like two every quarter like that's not really a stream of income that's like like pennies like you're not really making that much money on that it's not gonna support you into retirement unless you really scale it up right but if you have a prep center like that, you can consider that another business, another stream of income if you're getting enough people sending their orders in. And it's kind of like free labor for you at that point because you're already paying off all your labor. You're already paying off your warehouse just by getting other people to send their orders to your prep center. They prep it and then ship it to Amazon. And it's just a big win for yourself. And you're probably helping out a lot of resellers as well because I would imagine that as Amazon continues to grow, the need for prep centers would continue to grow. There's people that want to sell on Amazon US that aren't located in the US. And how do they sell in the US? Well, they buy stuff online, they ship it to a prep center. So as Amazon continues to grow, and I do believe it will because we see this all the time, eBay's growing, it's always growing, and we see that Amazon's going to continue to grow. We're going to have need for better tools and better uh, types of products out there that help resellers. And so I do believe that could be a good business as well. You just kind of scale this out and you go, wow, if I start small and just build a small Amazon business, this could turn into something a lot larger than what it really started out as. And so that's why I see the scalability there. I do think that eBay is instrumental though for me, and I do believe that it'll be an instrumental part of my business going forward just because I make a decent income on eBay. I make enough money that I can support myself and it's not something that I'm really that worried about. And so as I can build a second business that kind of runs on Amazon that I can almost begin to scale and, and do really well, eBay is kind of like almost something that I can do in the background a little bit because outside of me shipping and stuff like that, I have the other stuff down pat. I know where I'm going to get my inventory from. I know different ways to get inventory. I have different ways of finding sources of, of inventory and I know how to source and look for items that are selling online that are doing better on eBay than they would be in store. And I know how to look for items that are sold out. I know how to run and buy different products and stuff like that. Like I have that kind of down pat where if I need to do it in a snap of a finger, I could start that up again and really, really go full tilt. But even kind of like 50% of that is still enough for me to make a, a livable income off of. And so now looking at Amazon, that's really where I can devote a lot of my time and attention and really build a business on that platform 
as it does seem like it's really the most scalable platform with our FBA model. Again, if, if they didn't have FBA, it would be really tough, and I don't think that it would be nearly as scalable as it is. But because they have FBA, because you can build package shipments where you buy several items, you buy a bunch of different items, you put them in a box, you ship them to Amazon for a fraction of the cost it would be to ship anywhere else because they have a really good deal with UPS and FedEx, and then you ship it into them, and they unpack it, they handle the product, and as long as you're selling through the product, you're not getting storage fees, you're not getting any issues with that, they're shipping it for you. And so what do you have to do? You don't have to do anything. You may have to manage some some buyer complaints, but for the most part, if something gets there late, something gets there wrong, you know, you sold a, I don't know, you sold an air freshener and they shipped a dog leash. Like, that sort of thing's Amazon's fault. That's not your fault. They may reach out to you and say, hey, what do I do? You, you scam me, but you say, hey, this was an Amazon FBA order. This was fulfilled by Amazon. I sent in the right product. It looks like they must have made an error in the warehouse. You can contact them here and they will fix that error. They'll refund you the money and either send you the item or just give you a refund. You can keep the other thing. So those sorts of things are things that you really don't have to deal with as an Amazon seller as long as you're minding your P's and Q's, you're doing the right things, and you're selling with the intent of delivering a good customer experience. You may get suspended on Amazon. That's the risk that you run. That there are services out there there are books out there on how to handle that so that you can get your account back as quickly as possible so i do think that it's a big risk having that as a business as well obviously getting suspended and getting your account clipped could be a big issue but you need to prepare for this and that's why we have ebay that's why we have these other platforms that's why i worked on ebay for three years and i think that maybe going slower on amazon may not have been the best way to do things i think learning the platform would have been a good idea but we don't know. I could have gotten suspended. I could have had a real bad experience. I could have done something stupid. There's a lot of mistakes I could have made. So having an eBay account to fall back on in case something got really rough, that is a is kind of a safety net for me and something that I am fortunate and happy that I have. That way, in case things did go haywire, I wouldn't be completely out in the dark. So that's kind of my thought process right now, just working you through kind of where I'm at. It's interesting because I didn't really know if I'd dive full into Amazon or if I continue on eBay and scale business there but just the way things look I think FBA and people have obviously said this and it makes so much sense FBA is really scalable because they're handling the products for you and there's a lot less work involved with packing a bunch of shipments into one box and sending it in versus packing each shipment into a different box and sending it to the customer so anyway with that being said, that's kind of my spiel on Amazon right now and kind of why I'm thinking of doing replens and why I've been doing research on replens and planning on converting my business over to that as a more scalable model. But that's really what I'm going to be working on from here out until something changes or I see a better idea. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Sunday. I've got a big week ahead. I'm really pumped for it. So let's get after it. Get up early, get up after it, and let's really make something happen because each week's special and you got to treat it that way. So I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Sunday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.